0: So so like Vic, I went to Emory for college, I uh, did an econ degree uh, while I was uh, doing a pre-med course load. I've always had an interest in, in how the world works from an economic perspective, uh, decided to become a high school math teacher for a year between college and medical school uh, and found that to be a truly transformative year of uh, experiencing the human condition, teaching kids that were um, from impoverished uh, households. Uh, And seeing kind of what motivated them, and and try to find ways to inspire and persuade them to to tune into my math lesson plan. After
1: that, was that that Teach for America?
0: It wasn't. So Teach for America required a two-year commitment, and I knew I only wanted to do a year before I got into medical school. And so I just applied for a teaching job, cold. Oh wow! uh, (laughs) Oh my God! The teacher's exam, (laughs) and there was a shortage for male teachers, you know, and 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 uh, I was hired on the spot um (laughs) it was was incredible it was i'll tell you this real quickly one of the uh it was a february of that year i was a teacher i had a bullet come through my classroom window stray bullet it wasn't it wasn't an intentional shooting inside the class but the neighborhood drug dealer was cleaning his gun i think and the bullet kind of went off the gun went off and oh my god a room full of 10th grade kids doing their 10th grade i think maybe an algebra class and the, the girls always sat in the front row because I was a, I'm a young teacher, young male teacher. The girls are in the front, and that's that age. Where
1: uh, okay, okay.
0: Homes, right? <laughs> and there was a girl that saw the bullet hole on the top of the blackboard, and said, uh, "Mr. Marshall, that's a 22 caliber bullet." And sure enough, when the cops came and they shut the school down, it was a 22. So it was, it was that kind of school. But we had a lot of fun together, but a lot of scary and um, highly emotional experiences too. Hmm.
1: Amazing. And, and This is just the beginning of the story. Keep going. <laughs> so
0: I uh, went to Emory, uh, went back to Emory after teaching to do uh, medical school. And this was now in 2006. Uh, and so I am in school at the time that the Affordable Care Act is being contemplated. And so there's a lot of talk about payer contracts and access to healthcare and the cost of healthcare and how we compare with other nations, developing nations and, and developed nations in terms of our quality metrics. And I got inspired through that kind of educational journey to do an MBA. And so I took uh, time out from med school uh, because there wasn't a formal MD MBA program at Emory at that time. So I took a sabbatical from my medical education and, and applied it and, and did the MBA program. And, uh, and that changed the lens through which I saw the world from there on out. It was it was incredible. Um, I met a lot of interesting people. Uh, I was the physician in the MBA program. So everyone wanted me on their case competition teams. Uh, sure. Everyone knew me, I didn't know everyone, but, but it, it meant that I had this robust network of folks who made it their duty to kind of introduce me to their world, whether it be accounting, high finance, private equity, entrepreneurship, real estate. So I got a glimpse of all of it and began to kind of put together my own professional persona based upon those interactions.
1: So let me ask you a question. So at that point, did you know you're going to start a company? I know I was going
0: to do something, but the idea for Dr. Doc had not uh, germinated yet. I did not know I was going to do even anesthesia or open a pain clinic later. But I, okay. I, I knew that I had this itch that I needed to get scratched. And it was the itch of business. How it managed okay. I didn't quite know where it would fit, but it was just a matter but of- But you know
1: you're not gonna be a, a plain Jane, I mean, no offense to all the physicians, even though we're all physicians here talking here, but you're not gonna be a traditional doctor. You're gonna do something beyond just being a physician. Sure, or
0: it would help to enhance how I practice traditional medicine. So Got even if I were an employee doctor, I was gonna understand how the RBU model worked so that I can have agency over my overall value creation within the organization. So again, it was I was not this like goal-directed vision lock on becoming X, Y, or Z. It was more of okay. like this material, I'm curious about this content. It's all in the press today. Why not study more of it?
1: So- uh, and, and, and audience, listeners, uh, the Limitless Tribe, the fact that he said curious, that's the key word. When you, when you learn different things, when you're when you're going through everything in life, yeah, stay curious is what he did. And you never know what, what comes from it. And before I let you sort of talk about your clinic and and Dr. Doc, I want to ask a quick question. Um, do you think physicians need to get an MBA or do you think it's highly advantageous for them to get an MBA?
0: It depends. Like most uh, charged topics, the answer is it depends. Um, I think that if you are, if you're listening to us right now and you're in medical school, you're early in your career and you are contemplating an MBA because you have an idea, you're thinking about doing something that you know you have a deficit of skills. The MBA could be a good option, but it may be an MPH. It may be a master's of health administration, depending upon what your specific niche is. I think for many physicians who are already established in practice, looking to do more with their with their careers, an MBA may not be the best option. Uh, it's not cost effective. The opportunity cost for that time out of your your practice or your career to sit in a classroom and pay ninety thousand dollars, it the the math doesn't necessarily work out in your favor to catch up on the lost income depending upon what your uh, specialty is.